0: Hello, welcome to Retrieving Reason podcast, episode 15, and I'm Kelly Fitzsimmons-Burton. Today we are talking about reason is fundamental. This is the last in a series of four episodes where we're talking about how reason is an aspect of human nature, Remember, we talked about reason is the logos in us, and uh Today we wanna talk about how reason is fundamental to other aspects of human personality. We're not just reasoning machines. Uh, We're hardly reasoning machines, let's be honest. We do use reason, but we don't do it as consciously as we ought to. But we also have, We have our emotions and our will, which we talked about in the last episode, but there's an order. So reason is fundamental, meaning there's an order. Intellect, emotion, will. Emotions have a cause. Feelings, emotions are not uncaused events. I say feelings because sometimes our feelings are biologically rooted. Emotions are rooted in beliefs. But they're always caused. And we can always back up and check our feelings or emotions and ask ourselves, why am I feeling this way? So uh, we have thoughts or intellect, which is uh, guided by reason. And we have desires or emotion. And that's guided by our desire for the good. We do have beliefs about what is good. And we f- feel deeply about those things. It's what gives our life meaning. And then our action is how we achieve what we believe is the good. It's the motivator. It's the, the uh, thing that gets it done. So we have an order. And reason is fundamental in the order of our being. Now, we want to talk about... <sighs> I don't know a disordered soul I suppose these are elements of our soul uh, intellect emotion and will and we often don't recognize that and we don't care about that Uh, I've been very uh, I don't know depressed struggling a lot with anti-intellectualism or the neglect of the intellect it's part of why I started my podcast series because I wanted to inspire people to think We're not thinking. And it's because uh, I don't think we recognize that all all of what we do is rooted in beliefs. And beliefs should be rationally justified. We should be conscious of what we believe. We should be consistent in what we believe. And if we cared about reason, we would do that. So we first have to care about reason. I think that's where proto-epistemology comes in. Um, And we have to be careful in how we use reason. So reason is fundamental. It is basic to other aspects of our personality. It is primary in our uh, soul, in our human nature. And it drives our desires and our will. Now, this next part is the last part piece on that reason handout that I love so much. And it puzzled me at first when I read this. Uh, it says, it, it's use. Reason's use is the source of our greatest good, and its denial is the source of our deepest misery. Now, at first I thought, oh, that's just a little bit of philosophical flourish, you know, philosophers talking again. But no, it's true. If we use reason, then we gain meaning. And human beings, it's in our nature to need meaning. We need meaning. Meaning is uh, its something we're willing to die for. We need it more than we need food. People are willing to die for that which gives their, their life meaning. All right? So if you use reason, then you will get meaning. So I've been talking about reason is the logos in us. It's... Uh, it's, it's the life of the mind. It is the light of understanding. And understanding is what gives us meaning. And not just understanding, but the whole picture. Putting it all together. That's what understanding means. Soon he may. We want to understand the whole picture. And uh, we want wisdom, which is acting on our understanding. So we need the good. The, the uh Human nature is directed towards the good. It's the telos of our being. So we need meaning, the good provides meaning. Reason is the tool for getting meaning. So when we use it, then we are happy because we have the end of our, of our being, the end in itself, the good. But uh, it's denial, reason's denial is the source of our deepest misery. Why? Because when we neglect or avoid or resist or deny reason, we don't achieve meaning. We don't get meaning. And meaninglessness is a condition that gets worse. So it's less and less meaning. And this makes our lives less and less meaningful because there's no purpose to it. There's no point to it. Um, And we can't tolerate that. We'd rather die than have a meaningless existence. So when we have less and less meaning, things get boring. And we can't tolerate boredom, it's empty. It's empty and we want to escape it. And we do all kinds of things to escape boredom and meaninglessness. We go into excess, and we do things that become harmful to our soul, to ourself. And then we waste our time, our effort, our lives, and we feel guilt. And there is a real guilt there. So meaninglessness, boredom, and guilt is a kind of spiritual death, death of the soul. And it's a death we brought on ourselves. And it's a death that compounds and comes into our relationships And uh, when there are two people that are in that condition, it gets magnified. And now when you have a family in that condition, it gets even worse. And then we get into communities with one another, and we bring that death to our communities. And then we live in a nation, and we see that death in our nation. Meaninglessness, boredom, guilt, and the intolerableness of that condition. And then we see it in the world. So this looks kind of hopeless, right? Right? We are in that condition, personally and corporately. So what can we do? We can repent. That's what we can do. Repent is change your way. You could recognize, you know what? I haven't been using my reason as I ought to. I want to use my reason. And I think if you want to use your reason, you can use your reason. That's where free will comes in. Another aspect of human nature You are free to use your reason if you want to use your reason. So you should start there. Do you want to? Do you want to? And maybe you need grace. Maybe that's uh, an element that we don't like to talk about in the academy. uh, But grace is needed. Um, I I once remember praying, God, if you exist, help me use my reason. I think that's what what did it for me. I thought, you know what? Uh, If I'm in this condition of, spiritual death i can't get out of it by myself i need help i'm dead how do how do i raise myself from the dead i can't so i prayed god if you exist help me to use my reason and i encourage you to to try it do it pray ask for grace okay so we're in a kind of a dark place reason led us to (laughs) the death of of culture and i think that's where we're at i think that's why i'm doing this series because i am concerned. Uh, I care about my my family, my communities, my friends, my country. I care about my culture. I care about the world, other cultures. And uh, this is the way I think we need to start to make it better. Uh, I'm going to call you to join my team. Start using reason. Start thinking critically. And I think there's hope in that. So let's talk about hope. Is there hope? Or are we stuck with intellectual despair? Um, I think there's hope. I do. And even in these dark times, there is hope. So let's think about this. I've been contrasting a lot of things. We've talked about the rational and the non-rational in these last four episodes. episodes. Right now, I want to talk about hope. Versus intellectual despair, which is a hopelessness when it comes to knowing. Are we hopeless? I sometimes feel like I turn on, actually, I go into Twitter. Sometimes I just want to delve in and see what people are talking about. Political stuff. And uh, it gets hard to determine what the truth is. I turn on the television and it's hard to determine what the truth is. And I I find there's a lot of either intentional deception or people not knowing that they are spreading things that aren't true, retweeting things. And it's very hard to come at the truth. And so we despair of knowing the truth. I think if we stop and think critically about basic things about God and man and good and evil, we can know what is clear to reason. And if we hold on to those things as anchors, we could know other things too. So I want to say that there is hope. We can gain knowledge through the use of reason. And if you don't believe me, start this series all over again from the beginning. Now, is there hope for philosophy as a discipline? This is something I've been thinking about a lot. I, I think the discipline has gotten stuck in skepticism, sophistry, pragmatism. That's what my book is about, retrieving knowledge. But I've also had the chance to talk to friends about what is needed in philosophy as a discipline and what is needed is new foundations we haven't gotten to the foundational truths we haven't used reason critically to test basic assumptions for meaning we've had a whole history of philosophy in the west we could look at world history we haven't done it yet but guess what we can start doing it now maybe that's our thing maybe that's the thing we do in this age we go back and we uh Seek renewal in the academy, in in philosophy, and in the church perhaps by laying a deeper foundation. And that deeper foundation has to be built on bedrock. And the laws of thought are the bedrock. So I think there is hope for philosophy as a discipline, but there's a lot of work to do. We have to clear the rubble meaning we have to think critically and do that critical analysis of basic beliefs, and then we have to construct our worldview on the foundation that is knowledge. And we have to get to those things that are clear to reason. And since philosophy is the first discipline, the fundamental discipline in the academy, and the academy is the institution that educates all of the professions, all of the leaders, all of those who uh, want to uh, produce knowledge, then uh, philosophy is going to have to rebuild a foundation that can, I don't know what, bolster our culture. So culture is a shared system of values, shared basic beliefs. And if we don't have that, then there isn't a culture to share. And I think that's what we're looking at now. Culture is disintegrating because we're so divided. But I think we're divided first over epistemology. How do we know? Then over metaphysics, what is real? And then over ethics, what is the good life? We can't deal with metaphysics and ethics if we don't first deal with epistemology foundation of the foundation the cornerstone of the foundation and we can't deal with epistemology if we first don't settle these questions of reason okay so that's where we need to start and uh, especially if we want to have a global civilization of some sort we can't be united in evil that would be uh that would be the worst thing we have to be united in the good but we have to do this work to get the good in place all right so here's a little hope if we don't if we don't work on reason then we can expect that we will suffer okay and often we think of suffering as a bad thing but remember natural evil in the form of toil strife old age sickness physical death is sometimes intensified as war famine plague Things we're beginning to see right now. It should be a wake-up call. It should get us to stop and think about the root cause of suffering. And the root cause of suffering is connected to this reason is fundamental. The root cause of suffering is the failure to use reason at the basic level to get what is truly meaningful. So the suffering in our world should get us to stop and think about our most basic assumptions and we can only think about our most basic assumptions through reason so suffering is a call to use reason and suffering is all around us right now so use your suffering wisely it's hopeful it's mercy okay so this is going to be the last episode for retrieving reason the book I'm working on but I want to leave with a couple pieces of reminders of where we've been Uh, especially proto-epistemology if you recall let me get my notes on proto-epistemology this was episode three and uh, it was about whether we're seeking or not seeking so we talked about proto-epistemology is a necessary and existential starting point for retrieving reason. And it begins with diligence and discipline in seeking to know what is true. So um, maybe the motivation for thinking is we fear meaninglessness. We fear death, spiritual death. And that fear should motivate us to seek And as we seek, we seek to understand, we will understand. And that understanding will bring us satisfaction, meaning, and it will drive us to continue to seek. So remember, um, we are living in a skeptical age and we're probably all recovering skeptics or fideists, and recovering fideists and skeptics will need to practice proto-epistemology integrity remember you're a rational being you should use reason and if you do you'll find meaning if you don't use reason then you won't find meaning this is a fundamental aspect of human nature so take responsibility for meaning in your life and the consequences of not having meaning which means don't go out and spread your dissatisfaction, your uh, envy, your jealousy, your desire to take from others. Check those assumptions. Why are you dissatisfied? Is it because you haven't found meaning and you think meaning is in that stuff out there or what those other people have? No, reason is something you can have. Meaning is something you can have now through reason. Remember, thinking is a matter of life and death. Proto-epistemology, go back and review episode three. We're we're stuck in, in poor thinking, impoverished thinking, and we need to learn how to think well. This is going to take integrity. It's going to take critical thinking. It's going to take constructive thinking. It's going to take interpretive thinking. All of these I've been talking about. Maybe we have poor thinking because of a lack of education Lack of attention, neglect. Sometimes we have bad thinking because we believe a lie. There are many lies going around right now. Test them. Non-thinking. This is what I've just covered on the non-rational aspects of our nature. We rely on our feelings and on our will. And uh, maybe this is due to apathy. Maybe we don't care. I don't know how to get people to care, except maybe sit back and let people suffer. I don't like to do that. I want to help people. And uh, maybe we're stuck in cynicism because we thought, I don't know, we thought we could express our emotions and get what we wanted and it didn't work. Or we thought those politicians would save us and they didn't. Turns out they're human just like us. Turns out they're not using reason just like us. We're all in the same condition. Our root failure as human beings is in the failure to use reason critically. All of us are guilty of that same sin, if you want to put it that way. That's the thing we should be repenting of. Not the color of your skin, but the failure to use reason critically. Dehumanization of yourself that led to dehumanization of others. So what's the root of racism? The failure to use reason. Racism is rooted in this uh, failure to understand your nature and your fellow human being's nature. All right, and then we've been stuck in anti-thinking. We don't like thinking. We don't think it'll produce fruit. Um, We resist and we deny reason. We're anti-logos. And this is caused by a hatred of being. And we want to reintegrate into non-being. We want to be nihilists. That's what's going on with this Antifa stuff. These guys are nihilists. These people are nihilists. They are, uh, they are acting out the uh, philosophy of anti-logos against reason. And if there's no uh, logos, if we can't know... Uh, then nihilism or suicide seem to be the alternatives if we have integrity. But if we have even more integrity, we'll see that nihilism is a, is a, is a result of a false view. So we want to use reason. We need to get to what is basic. We need to know, uh, does God exist or not? Uh, what is human nature? And I've been making a claim we're rational animals Uh, and what is the good life and I've been making the claim that the good for humans is knowledge of ultimate reality it's knowing God and I'm willing to argue about that so I'm going to say God does exist we are rational beings and we're created as rational beings and we're created such that the good for rational beings is knowing God and not just knowing God in a really simplistic way But knowing God through all that by which God makes himself known in all his works of creation and providence, which is all of human history and all of the created order, the logos that is in the world and the logos that is written in scripture. And we need to use reason to understand those things. And if we don't, this is where you end up. Turn on the television. Okay. Now, I don't want to leave on a negative note. I think there is hope. I think we need, we need meaning and we will pursue it until we find it. And this uh, view is going to be out there on video. Hopefully someone will discover the videos and say, Hey, look, there are people in Phoenix that are talking about the good life and are talking about reason. I wonder if we should listen to this. All right, I'm going to stop here. Thank you for joining me for this uh 15 episode discussion of the reason handout i've really enjoyed it it's helped me to grow deepen my understanding uh i'm going to continue the podcast you should wait and see where we're going next this this episode should be a kind of i don't know precursor to where i'm going next Uh, i'll make another video a kind of commercial to let you know What's coming after retrieving reason, uh, a foundation for epistemology? All right, thank you for joining me. Stay tuned for something really exciting. All right, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share.